0: Um, um, digital Digital yeah, DJ, digital good time. Oh, digital, so digital. Joining everybody, digital, digital,
1: digital, digital, digital. Yo, hmm, yo, and
2: yo, yeah. yo, yeah. yeah. <coughs> I just Hi. had to start it like that. I go by the name of Small Eyes with a Z like Zorro. And uh, this is episode numero. Cinquenta y nueve. And that sounded like an amazing telenovela star. But that's not. Do not be. Do not be. Do not <laughs>
0: think that that's the case. Who else do we have with us in the building? Uh, Tristan Cavar. Tristan Cavar. Oh, twice? Yeah, say, say it twice. Oh. Sorry, Jack. I didn't Jack
1: Press with an S. One S. One S. As in subtle. Did
2: you say subtle?
3: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Zorro, <laughs> subtle. <laughs> okay.
1: Who else we got in here?
3: We go counterclockwise. I'll go next. Yeah, Luciano, Luchi, Luch, Gerano. Nice. Whatever you want. That's, That's a lot. That's like four of them. Luch. It's too Luch. <laughs> That's a couple Luch.
4: of different ones. Okay. Cool. Uh, I got Guillermo Castro. Some people call me Mo. Mighty Mo. Okay. Mo. Mighty Mo.
2: And uh there's, a, there's another shenanigan bringer You gotta talk closer So people can actually hear you What's going on y'all This is Brandon Belcher A.k.a. Okay, Mr. Shenanigans If you just wanna know Who embodies it Mr. Big Strings. Yeah Mr. Big, Big Strings. Strings. Yeah, yeah. A really dope bassist too And uh We definitely flown From the survival scroll So just let me tell you that Out the gate we are And I'm going to use this word. They clown me for last episode, but I'm going to keep it going. We're in our wheelhouse. Yeah, I said it. What is wheelhouse? Not full house. What is that? Wheelhouse.
4: I use that all the time, <laughs> okay. man. Yeah, no, but oh, they, they clowned me last time. It's in my wheelhouse. They clown me That last song out. is
2: in my wheelhouse. See? Boom. I mean, he's with it. Mo's with it. And music being our space that pretty much got us to where we are with Digital Good Times and a lot of the things we've done in our creative lives. This is about music, and in particular, the Atlanta music scene. And we have Immersive Atlanta here to represent represent for the kind of really bold ways they're paving and, I think, bringing light to the Atlanta music scene. So a couple of things to start off with. Mm -hmm. How do we feel? Like, what's the state of the Atlanta music scene in 2016? Let's start off like that. Hopeful, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. To make it gloomy. I
0: think it depends yeah. on who you ask. Too I know. That's and where they're comment. listening. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah
4: right. a, um, still, I think, you know, the, the common complaint of, of of being cliquish and people being divided still holds true in, in some sense. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are starting to break down those barriers and trying to come together and and people kind of realizing that. We're better together, stronger together when you unite and collaborate right. than if you just try to do your own thing. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of that of just just people collaborating and and trying to create uh, you know opportunities to engage with other genres, other artists. Um, so yeah, hopeful is a good word. I yeah. like it. I see people. I um, feel it
0: seeking music. You know, before it's like, oh, I'm just gonna let the music come to me. So I'm only listening to mainstream. Now you see people at the shows a lot, especially in Atlanta. Mm. Like, when I first was out here, you would see some of it, but not as much as going on now, and there's more venues popping up. Well, okay, so that's interesting. We can get
2: right into that one. Uh. I was
0: going to transition into, like, wh- is there
2: a venue problem? Now, I will uh. say on the—so, on so, mm. as let me talk on two sides, right? Uh. On the spectator side, right? right, somebody who loves live shows, and I know all of us. That's the thing. I think the thread amongst all of us, like, we love live music, man, mm-hmm. Like you know, in our core. So, love live shows, right? that has skyrocketed in Atlanta I mean you can find an amazing live show in Atlanta I mean any day of the week really uh-huh. whether you're talking about indie or you're talking about mainstream that I think is cool on the flip side as an artist though those areas as far as venues in my opinion have, are dwindling and smaller right um, right
0: I agree like the amount of I think bigger venues and kind of those venues that you would want to perform are definitely kind of Shutting people out. Yes, totally. But like he said, if the artists start banding together, we can put on a a show right here in the garage and get a good turnout. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Right now. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) No, I feel you. Totally. So, okay. Go. Yeah. You got to interject?
3: Well, I mean, you know, I think you're talking about two different scenes, too. I mean, I think. I mean, you guys can tell me more because I'm not as in the hip-hop scene, but, like, I feel like there's a lot less venues for hip-hop culture uh, than there are for, you know, say, more indie music in Atlanta. And, honestly, I feel like the more venues we have, the more competition can be good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like, I remember being a kid and trying to get a show when there were a lot more venues in town, and, like, you just had to know somebody. Right. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a big thing when you got a show, you know. Mm -hmm. It's changed for me after playing for so long, but, I mean... When you're starting out, like, there's th- that entry point level can be tough. So I think like there's a DIY scene, and I think is it I don't know. You guys can tell me, but the hip hop culture is a lot DIY as far as, like, putting shows on. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, and I, I totally agree. There
2: There's a lot of those, like, custom, like, we call them pop-ups, right? And we, we think about doing something cool like that. Pop-ups are, like, all the thing now. So you're seeing tons of pop-up shows, DIY shows, like, what somebody might, the week of, band together, two three bands, two or three artists, whatever, make a show. And those are really successful, actually, in Atlanta. We see that happen all the time. In the hip-hop scene, indie scene, I know it happens across the board. Uh, but just, I think, in the traditional sense of having actual booked gigs, right? Because a lot of those shows, you're yeah. not making any money off of those. Right. Those, are, those are normally marketing, promotional. But booked shows, I think on both the indie artist side and the hip-hop side, like, for example, we know Masquerade's going away, right? I mean, so that's that's one venue that even then had an entry-level point. Well, it'll be, they're going to be fun. They're, players, they're, they're
4: right? moving. Are they, I mean, they They're okay. going to have a new space now. But, but interesting Let's to me what, what they do, if it's going to be the same space, or if they're going to say, take that opportunity to kind of rework right. the way they approach um, their booking, if, if they're going to change or if they're just going to continue with the same model. Interesting. Um, just because I, I, you know, it's... It,
3: well, I'm sure that space developed kind of organically because of this space, you know, giving yeah. it up into heaven, hell, and yeah. purgatory. Mm-hmm. Totally. So okay,
2: let's keep it going. As far as okay, we think there's not a venue problem. Maybe there's a slight venue problem.
0: Oh, I, I, I think, I think there's there I think I think there there a venue problem getting on. into the venue. Yeah,
3: and, and uh, also yes. you know, we can start talking about promotion too. Because yeah, let's get into when it, you're talking about Atlanta bands, yeah, they'll play with other Atlanta bands, but getting on a bill with a touring act that's bigger, right? That's another story. Right? You know, getting you know, getting people to come to a show to see you that. Don't know about you. Getting that new audience is the tough part, and growing your audience because you can't invite all your friends to every single show.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So, like that's how you you, you know you want to be on a bill opening up for some band that like is in your wheelhouse. Yeah, word of the day. Right? <laughs> wheelhouse. Oh, wheelhouse. It's going to continue. W h e e l. <laughs> House. Just so, one, one word. word one day. word.
0: Um, what's interesting is like we, we have the touring artists coming into the town, right? You want to get on those 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 bookings. Yeah. Who do you contact? And that's what I see uh, really hard today. It's like, okay, this person's coming to town. How do I open up for them? You yeah, I mean, you're the talking real about gatekeepers, gate right? Yeah, yeah the we'll gatekeepers. Yeah. But
4: also, the real hustlers, the people that I see sometimes make it work, are the people who reach out to the artists themselves huh. and uh, get you know consistently and just hammer them and, and get to them early. And I've seen that work. But that's that's tough because you got uh, there's a thin line between being a pest, yeah, and being uh, you know someone who's 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 hungry mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you know looking for an opportunity.
0: Yeah, I went on tour with um with Killer Mike, maybe like three four years ago, mm-hmm. and um it was funny because um this guy Tez McClain, he was just on tour. And I was like, whoa, how'd you get linked up with Killer? And he was like, well, um I just said i will do it for free. <laughs> You know, so he's like, he paid his own way. He was able to stay in his home hotel. I didn't know that. You know, he didn't... But Killer was like, well, this is your chance to open up. Mm. You know, so he's like, well, I could get Killer's audience Mm. just by being along with him. So things like that, reaching out to the artist, like you said, and saying, hey, I'll do it. Let me open up. So... I don't the, think
3: Killer would have done it if he didn't like the music. Of course, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Course, of he course. Knew
0: the, but he, did he also know him? Did he have a relationship? I mean, they're both from Atlanta, so you know how that is.
3: Yeah. But, so yeah. it's all like going
4: back family, to, like, the you
2: know. the connections. So right. it, that, that's a big thing, and I think that's kind of what we are, uh, I think, wanting to bring the spirit out of today is, like, you know, connecting the dots. You have the, quote-unquote, hip-hop alternative indie scene, right? And then you have the indie punk rock rock alternative scene, and there's all kinds of, like, interwoven connectivity from the fans first of all because they listen to all sides not just us we're not outliers there's from especially from a quote unquote millennial bracket we just right. kind of listen to everything so those, those audiences cross mingle, their fans cross mingle, but it seems the artists and the, and the constituency don't don't um, and it's how do you foster that kind of conversation what you all at immersive are doing are bringing together artists kind of in an actual space so artists that may or may not have performed together you're seeing them together the next step is getting them in the space you know yeah,
3: yeah and i think that's tough because you know when you're curating something like that you can't just put like some hip-hop band with some punk band together exactly. and expect it's, it's it to work because it's not no. it's not going to mm-hmm. so like what is that thing that you in facilitating that makes it work mm-hmm. and i honestly i think it's trial and error uh, sometimes it's gonna sometimes it's not true but, I mean, <clears throat> honestly, I you know, I think it's um, it's people taking the lead, right? Mm-hmm. If you're setting the example, and you're setting the example not only with by your actions, but also by, like, just kind of your spirit and how you're approaching everything and have the good motives, then I think, you know, that trickles down, for sure, mm-hmm. into a scene.
0: Yeah, a scene. I think that's interesting that you said that, because I think, especially in Atlanta or around Country, it's all yeah. about developing the right scene, yeah. You know, because the scene has the fans waiting for new music, mm-hmm. and what people are trying to do is just funnel new talent in there. So, if you could combine your talents with other musicians and create that scene, then that fan base will always be there, yeah, regardless yeah. of what venue Absolutely. it's in, regardless of who's actually performing. You have those fans to reach out to, totally. Right. I mean,
4: okay. yeah, uh, going back to the idea of pop up shows and things like that happening. I think at a, at a certain point especially the younger generation they get tired of, of sort of waiting in line mm-hmm. and waiting for you know bookers that may have been around for a long time have a certain mindset or certain mm-hmm. way of doing things mm-hmm. to kind of open the door. So they're just going to go out and subvert the system and do do what the hell they want to do and mm-hmm. create pop-up shows and get together and band together and I think that's what we're starting to see mm-hmm. now like the DIY community at least in punk rock and indie rock right now. Really, hip hop too. It is really emerging in hip hop for sure
3: which is cool because that's the common thread like when you're trying to you know uh, connect something you have to start with what's common and then work your way out and that is one of the biggest common things like you're talking about a struggle and that's a common struggle that you can help connect people so that they relate to each other and then you can build up from there I mean if you feel like you're going through the same thing with somebody else you're immediately mm-hmm. going to feel mm-hmm. connected in some kind that's of way true. totally But then again, how do you get those people together to show that they are connected to take it to the next level?
2: I and I mean this is cool because this is like on air, like I was organically thinking through it. It's like I think, um, you know, it's the common language is music, right? So you get those same people, you know, you get them pull out their iPhones and what music do they listen to in common, right? It's like finding that common thread of sound that they're into. It's like, oh yeah, I jam the so-and-so, Jimmy, I jam to so-and-so, like there's a common thread that that starts a dialogue. It's like, well, okay, so what if we could do some jam or what if we do a collaborative? I mean, and that's that's for me, I've been in many, many places with all different kinds of artists and genres, and we find, especially if you're music people, you find something common and you can offer something small, like we listen to the same artist. Now, now we've got some kind of collaborative idea
3: started, you know? Well, you yeah, know, yeah. that's interesting because so when you do you guys feel i don't know i mean i like that we're just kind of w- working through this but do you feel that like when people go to shows are they there to party or are they there for like that music and oh, it, you know like be, because i feel like at least from my viewpoint it's more towards like i want to go to the cool thing or i want to party and drink mm-hmm. and not necessarily for the music and that way I'm, i mean when you used to go to a show talkers you knew like you were that person that was standing next to you loved this band Mm -hmm. and you had something in common there and you felt that it was palpable in the room and so if people are just going to party or drink or whatever to be part of the cool scene then that there's a breakdown there right
0: yeah right and uh, it's funny because um, I think we talked about, that. I was talking about Jack and somebody else about creating an experience, you know what I mean? Because yep. you kind of, you put the sugar out to lure the ants, but once the ants get there, you trap them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you feel your music is good enough that they are coming because they want to be part of the cool scene, but if you have that, that song, that vibe, mm-hmm. that um, presence about you, they'll stop what they're doing and pay attention because... You're that demanding,
3: yeah. Like that third, yeah. that third or fifth song when people start talking, go, with, with yeah, the, like, oh, this is actually they're. something I want to listen to. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I like what you said because I think it goes down to like, yeah, people they want to party, they want to, they mm-hmm. want to feel good. They just want a really good experience. I mean, they just really honestly, people just want something they can tweet or Instagram about or they can something they can react to. So creating that experience, I'll, I be it a vibe, mm-hmm. right. And a lot of dope people in the city do that you go into that space you know what you're getting when you go into a sound table shout out to work crew right you know what you're getting when you go into those vibes you know it's creating that space that safe space that's all people want oh this is a safe space where I can jam if I'm into punk rock indie rock I'm into these genres I can jam and not feel you know out of place so we just getting the wheels started we just getting the foot wet the feet Seas wet. That's not even a uh, word. The feet wet. The feet wet. Right? Okay. I didn't say
0: feet Why, Why'd you take it there, man? Just drop it right down. Yeah, it it no. Rounds to the Super Bowl. Well, there it is, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that On that note, we're going to get
2: that shit wet. <laughs> On that note, what we're going to do, actually, and I think this is something we wanted to experiment with. This first artist we might have would be a featured immersive artist that you all will choose. So you guys kind of always get two choices, but that's okay. Because that's what you all do. We're to promote artists, music, music. Uh-huh. amazing music uh, an immersive artist you guys want to feature um, and we may you know start doing this to get more local Atlanta talent it'll be whether it's immersive or just people we know from the scene featured um, in this first song uh, we'll figure out what that is it's gonna be dope, I'm sure uh, and then we're gonna come back with some more vibes and sensations you already know digital good times
5: Did you? we out we out
2: return Rockin' to an exclusive immersive Atlanta featured artist and again we're gonna keep local sounds coming man of all sorts you know our comfort was invincible of every sound and every style so now we get into our main uh part of our show the meat and potatoes uh we call our hero origin story and we like to welcome our featured guests so Moe, Lucci and uh, also Brandon mm-hmm. uh, uh mm-hmm. I don't want not say a worker. That sounded like a writer. Oh, a writer. Yeah, a writer. A writer. A night worker. One of the many writers for Immersive Atlanta. A laborer. <laughs> uh, a laborer. A sexual... I almost said that laborer. A day laborer for Immersive. Uh,
3: we picked them up at Home Depot. Yeah,
2: we really. Whoa, whoa, uh,
5: man.
2: whoa! So, okay, uh, we welcome y'all, man, uh, because we really. Believe in what y'all doing, as far as at least just shining light to the brilliance in the Atlanta music scene, and that there's many colors and many facets to the scene. Uh, we welcome you too. These are good times, man. Thank y'all for coming. Oh, uh, thanks so much yeah, for having it. us. Man. Yeah, and now, you know, y'all can either start one at a time. I can go, you know, in whatever order you want. But what brought you to Immersive Atlanta? How did you? Or what made you want to start this platform?
4: That approached you. Or did you approach me. It was just good timing, right? Yeah, I think it was a mutual kind of thing at the same time okay um for a long time i did a did a blog on my own um it's called latest disgrace Mm -hmm. and uh i did that for maybe five years um and that was my way i was i I started it when i was getting married and about to have kids and i wanted to stay connected to the music scene and that was my way of like almost forcing myself like if i can't Participate in it because I'm just too busy raising a child. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna force myself to keep up and see who's doing what. And I just came kind of fascinated with it. But by 2015, early 2015, late 2014, I was just kind of burnt out, exhausted of doing it on my own. Uh, and I kind of realized that it was time for me to reach out and collaborate with other people. I kind of reached as far as I could go on my own, and I needed. Other people to kind of uh, to do the things that I wanted to do. And I, and I knew that collaboration was kind of the way forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I reached out to a couple people, or I don't know, I don't even remember how you and I connected, but yeah, Lucy and I,
3: I. I'd known Mo from Lays Disgrace. We'd actually never met, but <clears throat> he was always a supporter of bands I'd been in. And uh, he was a big supporter of the recording studio that I had, The Cottage. We had done a bunch of DIY shows. He, he wrote the first like big piece on The Cottage that uh, Mm. got a lot of recognition. And actually, we were doing a rebrand for The Cottage and starting a a vinyl label. And I realized there were a lot of things going on in Atlanta that I had questions about that I wanted to know about. And I was like, I don't have the time to cover this stuff. No one's covering it. But I have friends that write. I have friends that are photographers or videographers that that can help tell me the story. And we'll just make a Cottage blog basically mm. and then I was like hey Mo you want to like let's meet up finally and I think it was just kind of kismet like perfect timing we met up and talked kismet. and you you had it's an idea <laughs> you, you kind of had an idea for something you know you I, I feel like you wanted to do more than just music which is although mm. we do music now like we have a, we're on a five-year plan yeah,
2: expansion to
3: cover mm. everything in the city mm. um, because our, our mission for immersive is to show how the city is connected I mean I, nice. I grew up uh, you know, in the music scene primarily, but in the art scene as well. And, you know, I was kind of sick of watching a lot of bands or, like, Atlanta almost reach its pinnacle and become, like, this really more national, international, cultural hub. And right before what happened, something something kicked the legs out from under it. And it was kind of just depressing. And I was sick of, you know, it, it kind of came from also, like, bands would come to the cottage and, you know, rework... Six months on a record, and then like the next week, we'd be done mastering it, and they throw it up on Bandcamp, and like here it is. I'm like, what are you doing? Why? Like, it's so much work, wow. yeah. and no one's gonna hear it because you didn't have a plan to like put it out. Mm. So like, Talk about it. it started Talk with about like that. me. Like the first thing happens when a band comes to the studio is like, what do you want to do with this? And then let's figure out from there because mm. I don't want this to be a waste. And I felt the mm. same way more in a larger way about the Atlanta culture in general. Um, so i mean we just got to talking and then like over the next like six months we just kind of kept defining like what could we do that could be impactful in the city and also cover and answer these questions that we had and it was just taking mo's blog latest disgrace to the next level um and you know the first thing like if you want to you know build a culture especially at this point when we started immersive like All the music blogs, there was a heyday of music blogs like in the mid two thousands. Oh yes, Mm -hmm. I recall. And late two thousands. And they all kind of, you know, as people graduated college, as they moved on, got married, whatever else, like all kind of died. Mm -hmm. And you still had the loafing and Chad is does great. I'm so glad he's in charge over there, Mm -hmm. but he can only do so much. He only has so much bandwidth. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the other music blogs kind of faded off. There wasn't a platform. And when there's not a platform for bands and artists to I mean you lose motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, no voice. Yeah. You don't have any no voice. voice. So, like, our number one mission is to, like, give a voice to the voiceless. And thankfully, like, I want, I mean, we want to cover the people that aren't getting covered for the most part mm-hmm. because, like, we could easily, like, cover big bands mm-hmm. and, like, sell advertising, but that's not what we're about. It's not what we want to do. It's not, like, in line with our mission. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that's what we met. And or we finally met in person. We went to lunch, and I think we, drank for four hours and talked nice. and then like it just came out of that classy
2: classy <laughs> yeah I'm on sure with that yeah so okay so came together coalesced you know uh, how long have, how long a- active has immersive Atlanta been so far
4: last June yeah we launched in June which is um, crazy growth yeah we like, launched in June and, and it was about to be a year <laughs> it was yeah we're, we're coming up on a year and it was more, more so of an opportunity we got an opportunity to interview uh a band that we really wanted to interview, uh, Algiers. Shout out to uh, Lee Tesh. Mm. And, um, and so we did it. Like, we weren't, at the time, we weren't prepared, I don't think. Like, no, we did not We didn't, we didn't we did. have a template laid out for the design. <laughs> we had nothing. We did it all in a week, yeah. We did it all basically like in a week or two, uh, just gearing up because we were so interested in just giving voice to Algiers, who, as it turned out later, Blew up anyway, <laughs> but well, it was, but it was,
3: yeah. yeah. I mean, we you know like we've been talking about it and talking about it, and I think when the opportunity came along, we said screw it, let's just jump in and we'll figure it out. Because honestly, that's like you kind of have to do that because you can talk about something forever, but like you just have to jump in. You'll learn, you'll get better, and move on. But but so we we jumped in with it, and um you know Mo, I think Mo, you were the first one to say like video was the way to go, and although we do mostly written stuff like basically like you know my one sentence pitch is vice for atlanta um Mm -hmm. i want to tell those stories more in depth my background is like film and documentary and so like getting back to that after me just making music which i love to do the the fact that i get to say that's my day job is awesome but like Mm -hmm. film uh, unfortunately like my mind is like i like a lot of different things and film is that culmination of a lot of those different Mm -hmm. things so me getting back into it was super exciting and like i was sold as soon as mo kind of talked about making it more video content heavy
4: yeah we would like in from where we are now to maybe say a year or two from now to be like 60 percent video mm-hmm. so doing the smart. same stories Very smart. so doing the same stories telling the same speaking to the same people still giving voice to the voiceless but doing it in a format that's little bit more in touch with mm. i think where things are going
3: and yeah and how people consume Video. these days you Yeah, know? right like when we initially started too, we, we we started with these immersive sounds episodes and they were like what 10 to 15 minutes and it was like you know interview segment new releases and we wanted to eventually we were building a template right so like we wanted to do one a week eventually which is insane when there were only like three or four of us to start mm. um but as we did we did two of them built a template and then like we went back and started working on the business side of things and kind of getting a, a plan ready for the, you know, the next five years to get to where we wanted to go. But, like, we realized people don't consume in 15 minutes anymore. So, like, we decided to break all those segments into indiv- individual segments, and that's why January we started launching individual shows that are, like, five minutes tops. Right. Um, you can put more content out there. People can dive in that, like, hole on the website once we have enough content in there. But but it's just an easier way and a quicker way to get stuff out especially as we got started
0: mm-hmm. how do you go um, and find the artists that you guys feature and highlight
4: I spent a lot of time on Bandcamp mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time on SoundCloud and uh, Facebook I, I can't even tell you how many band likes I have <laughs> on my Facebook but I you know I, I, I just go um, if not every day at least every other day I just go and scroll my feeds Mm-hmm. And you know, Bandcamp's cool in the sense that if if you follow somebody, anytime they put something up, you get an email. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. All Right. And then I just go and search tags. You know, mm-hmm. Atlanta, Atlanta punk, punk Atlanta, whatever it is, just put it in there and go searching. Is it getting um, easier
3: now that like we have more awareness?
4: Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I've got I get more stuff in our inbox than I can deal with on a daily level. Mm. I, you know, sometimes it takes me a few days to to get back to people but yeah i mean at this point like people are searching us out and and um you know trying trying to get with what we're doing and and offering you know to you know here here's our new record check it out so we get a lot of that
1: so you guys talked about um the storytelling that you're doing through your video and i know you're telling a lot of individual stories of you know artists here in atlanta um is there Mm -hmm. a an overall story or kind of theme that um, is threading all the stories together?
3: I mean, you know, the, the mission is to connect the city, right? And so there's a few ways you can do that. First is by awareness. That's the biggest, like, that's the starting point. Like, make, make people aware, then you start with the culture, the people that want to be aware, you have the, the place where people can go and that hub to be able to find stuff. The next thing is, like, how do you get people to care? That's the, the, the toughest thing, right? Because people don't just care because it's a sad story or it's an interesting story. People usually care because it affects them. Right. That or people right. want to be in the know. People want to know the cool thing or have the cool thing to say or want to go to a show and be like, oh, you know where this dude's from? Like, oh, man, you got and they want to be the people that, with the knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's kind of the next step. So everything we've done now is, like, the almost like the simplest form of what we want to get to, the more in-depth – like, documenting um, real stories and telling people. You know, we were talking earlier about that, that common denominator, right? So you start with trying to find that common denominator. That's why, like, a simple show that we have, like, Record, Receive, it's just this is a dumb. band, this is a different band, a different studio, one band, one song, and, like, all it is, it, it kind of showcases a different studio, gives you a little bit of awareness, a different band, and hopefully it's, a, you know, it's something they're working on that's coming out recently or some band that's kind of up and coming or whatever. It's very simple, but it still all speaks to that idea. Like, here's a band, here's a studio that you might not know about. And then, like, these people, like, and we try to put bands and studios together that might not have crossed paths to begin with, because then you're starting to build a community on a very basic level. Especially when you're dealing with bands and studio heads, you're talking about the people that are in the industry at the top, you know, then that hopefully can trickle down. see.
2: Totally. So, I would I want to ask, you know, with all the tools you all have started to put together, all the communities you're starting to gather, what do you believe is the biggest obstacle stalling growth in the Atlanta? You could say punk scene, indie scene, rock scene, but just in the music scene in general, what do you think is the thing that is stalling that growth, and how can we progress so that in 2017, 2018, we're talking about you know a whole other kind of music scene existing? Um, in Atlanta,
4: back in early May, we did our a cover story, and it started out. I was going to uh, <laughs> go on a rant. About rants are good. Rants are good. I was going to go on a rant about shaking knees mm. and shaking knees. Rant about it. Um, Sorry. being an Atlanta-based fest uh, festival and having no Atlanta mm. or Athens. Talk about that. Artists. Oh, wow. Talk
2: about that. At all on their lineup. Shenanigans. Um
4: and you know i was just wondering how you know an atlanta centric festival in the heart of the city could go and not book any act that was a hometown act and it, you know it doesn't necessarily have to be a local bands even though i kind of f- focused on that it could have been just like an atlanta like a hometown mm-hmm. somebody to rep this city yeah somebody yeah, to it, that. yeah nobody on that stage could rep the city there were people that told stories about being here at the mm-hmm. drive in told a story about Coming here in the '90s and like meeting bands and that was cool, but no hometown act to kind of rep the city.
5: Yeah.
4: And mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was angry, man. I was, you know, I wanted to go on this rant and kind of tear at them. And then, you know, we started thinking, like, like, well, is there a reason why this isn't happening? Is there a reason why maybe it's difficult to deal with local bands and whatnot? And we started to get at mm-hmm. uh, sort of uh, an underlying cause, and we looked at the lack of industry and infrastructure mm. here say in that. this city say that man. Um,
2: infrastructure
4: just there is no professional not no but there is a lack of a professional infrastructure here in Atlanta with professional services to to help bands rise to the next mm. level in terms of PR in terms of management mm. in terms of booking services in terms of the, you know, the all those things that like if you want to make that leap you can't just rely on diy energy you can't just rely on word of mouth say like that. you need say those it. people with industry connections to get out there and put the word out and talk to their people and say you need to listen to this artist or or you need to book this artist at your festival tabernacle wouldn't. tabernacle <laughs> to everything you're saying man. Yeah. you can Whatever only go happening. so
2: far man you can only go so far saying it as an indie DIY artist as most of us in this room you can only go so far, and you won't. You. It's sad, but you don't realize that until you've hit that so far. You're like, dang, I can't go any farther than this. It's, just, it's all about those connects. All about that person that has that handshake that they can make to so and so exact that can get your music there. So,
4: so yes, then you have going. this sad history of of you know what are what is the complaint about Atlanta music, especially among indie rock and and punk bands? That once a band gets to a certain plateau, they leave. They go yeah. to Brooklyn. They go to L.A. They Brooklyn. go to Nashville. Wherever it is that has an established industry scene because they need those connections to make the next level or make the next leap. This is not a city that people go outside of hip-hop on a certain level to make it. It's not a Mm -hmm. destination city for an artist. People don't move to Atlanta to make it. But they move to Nashville. They move to L.A. They move to Austin. Say it. To all these cities. Say it. And until we have that industry here, like, it's going to be difficult it's going to be difficult if either either your band are going to have to either seek out services in other city and work remotely which makes it difficult because now you're emailing your agent or emailing your lawyer or whatever it is that you need to do or you're going to go where the industry is Mm. and and that's kind of kind of what we found is that's that's the next step the next step is kind of this in a similar way that Lucci and i said you know we can't do this on our own we need to band together and create something, I think industry professionals in this city, wherever they are, need to band together and come together and collaborate and create a network for bands to make that next leap.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about social capital, too. Mm. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a book that talks about how, you know, in the 50s and 60s in Ohio, they used an example about bowling leagues. Mm. And bowling leagues were huge. In Ohio, and all the business people would go after hours, and they'd be in bowling links, and that's where all the deals were made. Mm. And in that same sense, we don't have that social capital within the industry here whatsoever. Um, I mean, I don't. There's a handful of entertainment lawyers that I know in town. There's a handful of like promoters that I know that have been doing it too long. That are stuck to their ways. They got to pay their bills. I understand that, but like things change, and you 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 gotta. Give other, I remember. I mean, it used to be people, you have somebody enough, they'll give you a chance, you know? Yeah. It doesn't seem like back it anymore. in the Back in the
2: Lenny's days. Yeah. Man.
3: But to me, my question yeah. is like, we're moving away from old industry. Mm-hmm. And so is that old industry really where our security lies for the future? Or is it that next level that the music industry is going to take after, like, you know, we use the, you know, the internet's social media? And u- utilities, tech utilities, to get to that next level. I don't know. Like, is it worth trying to build the industry up mm. for now, or to just go n- to the next level? And I think it's probably a combination of both, right?
4: That's yeah, cool. I, I think. Great question. I think the idea that if you're talented, people will find you. Which, which gets pushed around a lot by yeah. people up top. Like, oh, right, you right. Know, uh, there's, there's so much. There's, there's so much content. It's much impossible. Problem. So I think, I think it's difficult to to get out there without having, like at least getting on blogs, without le- at least getting like other publications to notice you nationally, being on, you know, for... You know, why has Atlanta done okay lately is because we're getting on stereo gum, because we're getting on mm-hmm. pop matters. And a lot of that has to do honestly with with um, people hiring, you know, baby robot. Baby robot media. Um, yeah, That's baby
5: robot. And you know, the they Steve's. were yeah, to, Steve the been Steve's. Doing it for a long time, man. Shop. Yeah, and, and
4: they were and they you know, they kind of took it upon themselves. To use their connections to kind of take Atlanta bands and push them to the next level, and you, in the last few years, you've seen a lot of it. You've seen a well, lot. Well, you of can
3: it. see the the need that, that was had in Atlanta because they blew up within two years from um, from literally nothing to where they are now. Which, unfortunately,
4: Mo, you were saying, mm-hmm. is um, well, here. Here's well here's and here's where we get the, the situation. Like, and I haven't talked to them about this. So if they have plans, sorry, Steve, um, but you know, Steve's <laughs> moved to L.A. And mm-hmm. John Graffa, who works for them, just moved to Brooklyn, and I hope to God that's expansion, that they're you know that they're not just moving out there because mm-hmm. they feel like you they... can't blame them either. No, because you can't. that's the way that that's exactly what you have. And to And I'm hoping that they that it wasn't like, hey, we, we hit our level, you,
3: you know, we did know as know much it's...
4: as we could, and now if we're going to grow our business, we got to get out of Atlanta. Here's I'm what's like. unique. I'm, I'm, and I this... haven't talked to them about that. I tried to reach out last week uh, for, for something, but.
2: This same conversation, we had a whole different scene in here. We had tech guys that are like the leading industry, leading like the, the designers in the game. Same conversation, being on, coaxed on why not to leave Atlanta. So that's a whole nother conversation we got to have about are you guys why do people. Kate
3: Atwood come in soon?
2: Uh, so at some point, yeah, we're supposed to definitely have a Tuesday yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. Um, We definitely got her coming on.
3: Yeah, we were talking last night. I mean, the, the bigger problem is not, it, you're right, it's not just music. It's mm-hmm. the bigger cultural thing to make Atlanta the hub or another hub where people uh, are going to, you know, honestly, the, they, they've said, what, next five, ten years to when five million people are coming to Atlanta. Yeah. Right. So there's a few things that I worry about. First is, like, we have to develop and establish our culture now before right. it gets here or before it gets diluted. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And second is, how do we take our culture and pass that on to these influx of people? Mm. You know, and that's... Us now binding together, which I think right. is why there's such a feeling between people that like let's collaborate, let's you know partner up. My worry about that is is like that might not be enough. We might have to do more than just partnering up. Might have to do more than just collaborating. We might have to give up a little bit of our control and just combine forces completely to try to be something bigger. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, yeah, I want I'll, you
1: guys when you listen to this episode to re- rewind it a Brown. few times Brown. and listen to uh the past minute or what uh, Lucci just dropped because it was he really that dropped was it. A, that yeah, was the drop that, yeah. that, that was those, the drop those were some jewels that right was there. the drop man um, <laughs> but but we have reached that time guys we have reached that time and, <laughs> time and definitely we could come. you know we could hello, we could hello. go we could go we may have to, Bible part, have to do a part two of this um but we reached that time in the episode uh there's a tradition that we have where we like to ask our guests to provide a song or tune and I know we we just featured you know the uh, the immersive Atlanta, um, you know, artist of this episode, but still, you guys get to choose a song rare. to share with the party people of the digital good time universe.
3: Well, Mo just rare. brought us acoustic guitar. He's gonna do one of his singer right now. Original on you the air? Wanna hear,
4: you don't wanna hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right, man. Y'all go, get man. rare. you got rarities. You get uh, y'all
2: got two choices, man. So I mean, all
4: right. We're gonna go. Off, we're gonna go off the grid, probably a little bit, maybe offer a little something different. So I'm gonna go with a band that seems like they have everything in front of them, but is is um. When I look at their Facebook numbers, I'm like, how how did they, how are they where they are? They just got signed to Sub Pop. They just put out their nice. their um their debut LP. Just said used to be there. called Pinecones. Now they're called Arbor Labor Union. Okay And uh, uh, Let me uh, uh, What track am I We're gonna drop here We'll figure that out
3: later Yeah, yeah We'll figure that just, out Alright Just give gotta, throw a yeah, random we, we, number we, we You, are, you said the
2: magic word which was sub pop And I was already in So <laughs> I'm with it Alright you, know, you already know Our kung fu is invincible man Vibe out Mercy of Atlanta Yeah you know Okay, just fading this in right from that man. Got the track live and direct, man. I really dig that. That's uh, Arbor Labor Union. Arbor Labor Union. Yeah, T- dope, super dope. Sub Pop. Definitely see why they got why they scooped him up. Um, all right, now we're going to get into. Oh well, no! Before we get into that, we wanted to kind of pick up where we left off a few more minutes about, you know, how you were talking about, you know, the goal of the mission of Immersive Atlanta and how, you know, we were saying it's bigger than just the music, it's the infrastructure. So just okay, infrastructure. finishing that because I thought that's, that's a very, very important point.
4: Yeah, we were talking about how, like, at a certain point, people are going to have to sort of let go of their egos and band together and, and to create things. Um, if you're going to make it all about you and everyone wants to be sort of the lead person, then we're not going to get anywhere. So and that that's just that's not just music, that's industry as a whole. Everywhere. That's the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. like we got to band together and make this city and define the culture the way we want to. Um, so, so you so know one of the things that we wanted to do was was help educate people about um, you know some things that they can do as artists to kind of um, be aware of, of the industry. So we were going to launch a, uh, a a series with a entertainment lawyer kind of talking about some of these issues that bands and artists should be aware of mm. in terms of uh, marketing themselves, in terms of uh, things that they can do to, uh, you know, increase the revenues and to seek out and opportunities for themselves. Nice. Well, you
3: know, it comes from that the Shaky Knees article that came out um, mm-hmm. in May. And, you know, we, don't want, we want to start a conversation. We don't think we have the solutions. Obviously, the things that frustrate us and we want to talk about them, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like Moi you did a really good job about being reasonable about mm-hmm. the problem and, and mm-hmm. awareness is the first step. You know, acknowledging there is a problem is the first step to solving it, right? And so, like, instead, like, we, with Immersive, we want to do more than just, just put the thing mm-hmm. out there, right? We want to, like, offer... We don't have the solution. We know we don't have the solution. So, like, <clears throat> if you don't have the solution, then at least be part of the solution. Mm. And so, like, what we're trying to do is at least help a little bit as much as we can. So that's why, like, we were gonna start this article with, um, with the entertainment lawyer,
4: John Shea. Shout out!
2: Awesome, awesome. Well, more to come from Immersive. We, we basically squatting up. That's you, you, you heard him say it. We got We're banding together. We literally are banding together. You're gonna mm-hmm. see more collaborative efforts from Immersive and DGT very, very soon. So you know, let that foreshadow for you, you. What, to, what may come. But we're gonna get into our Time of tradition of high fire, and acquire to take us home and this is going to be a true lightning round uh, so i'm going to i'm going to uh, start off And I urge you. So every now and then, like, again, we do this. This is on our site, digigoodtimes.com, where you can check out all of our previous episodes. We're going to really get it turbocharged in the weeks and months to come, having more content, maybe merch on there for y'all, all all that dope stuff. But we also have our flip. So everything we talk about in this section and a lot of articles we mentioned, you can go look up. And they really are indexed and sourced and you can read information. This thing I'm talking about, you just got to watch it. I mean, because the marketing on it is Flawless and fantastic. Okay. I'm going to read the headline. Okay. And you guys can decide at home uh, if, you, if you're down with it. Mm-hmm. Pornhub. Mm-hmm. And, and interesting enough, early in this episode, I can't believe it was on air or off air. We were saying how like, the porn industry kind of innovates. I think they might be back on their grind because this says Pornhub launches Bang Fit so you can bang to get fit okay that headline just sounds really ridiculous but they have like a 2-3 minute like really dope animation video that really states their point it's basically an app that you download on your phone using the accelerometer that's in it you strap it onto yourself when you're having sex and you gain points. <laughs> so now I want to know like how so is the times. equality as far as for both the man and the woman, like how does they how do they gain points and who gains points? Because it was interesting that the guy got more points in there. Okay. You know, well, let's I break mean, that down. The action you know. they were doing. But the action, yeah, that's true. I mean, so they were doing different actions, you go watch the video, you'll get what we're saying. Point is it's kind of a really dope, ingenious idea that you're just using the thing you already have and it's supposedly <laughs> using science according have. to it. I don't so know, many look at times. that. Right? So many it's times. using science to say that like there's different ways you different positions you can work Gun and it can give you an actual like I guess workout workout. So do, would you hire, fire, or acquire it? I'm definitely hiring that man. Yeah. It's very uh, big. acquire. I mean, he's acquire. You gonna acquire that Pornhub? Yeah, I acquire Yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
3: I, I porn mean, that's kind
2: of smart. But yeah. I would I would definitely hire. It. It's definitely a smart smart move.
3: I'd hire yeah. that ad agency. Dang, I yeah. know right. I know right. Okay. Who, whoever did
2: that
5: animation,
3: something.
2: it's really really dope. Really dope. All right, what's we'll,
3: we'll that you. belt though,
2: man? Hi. Hire, exactly. I'll I'll hire it. Yeah, it's like it's, it's, and then the belt is not available yet, but it's a real belt you can buy. When you're watching it, you don't think it's real. That's how, like, legit they are about how they made this, how they at least executed it. Mm -hmm. So, man, you know, when the porn, they got to stay afloat. I will say this, man, like, if you pay attention to Pornhub, they did another thing where they had either they did or somebody put Kanye's album on Pornhub, and it was like a Big thing. It it was streaming on there like several million times. This was like when the album wasn't available anywhere else. It was on Pornhub. That's not accidental. That's crazy. Not accidental at all. They're doing some interesting stuff, man. Yeah, that's some of the best technology there.
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so So, we're belaboring it. We're belaboring (laughs) it. But y'all get it. Like like a contest, though. Like whoever gets the most points, they should have like you come in like do a porn? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm mean, taking it to the next. <laughs> yeah, level. See? You do it, we do see, man. Hey, hey, copyright copyright. copyright,
5: copyright, 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 copyright. We nah, already
4: copyright. talked about that. There's the copyright. All right, All right so. so on to the next one. All right, next one. So, so um, that's good champ. Yeah.
1: So we um, we just discovered and we actually just watched this together, but um, there's a new MacGyver that's coming out on CBS, <laughs> oh, no. uh, and uh, we watched the trailer for it. And um yeah, okay. I, I'm i hearing some some no. shizz and no. some some, rumblings. some some rumblings and groans. What do you guys think? No, new MacGyver. No. First of all, let's let's talk about how dear and close MacGyver is to our to what? all of our hearts and yeah. how much MacGyver inspired right. all of us. There's so you know, many to, broken. things. I have to say though, like
3: it, I mean, the new trailer looks cheesy, but I mean that old show was cheesy as hell too. It was, so right. like, it truly was. I, is, how much of like our you know criticism nostalgia. is based on nostalgia yeah for before sure before it's
0: time it wasn't that cheesy
2: yeah it was when yeah, of look 18 was cheesy we'll go back
3: and watch that oh well, now well, as, that. Kids, <laughs> as kids <laughs> as kids I mean was 18 was cheesy I still love
1: that yeah. Shit. yeah it was, it was amazing 18. so what, what do you guys think about this new can it inspire a new generation of
4: course. or course nah
0: it, it, no nah, cause no cause the idea
4: is old man alright and there's so
0: much tech going around that it's like Okay, we kids are already shows. doing that, right? right? They're not. They're not as
1: amazed by. The it's
4: cool though that they they MacGyver was a, MacGyver was a verb, like they turned it into. A verb mm-hmm. that was cool. Man. Made, it became made it the a, lexicon. A part of the lexicon for sure. That was cool, but I just don't. I don't. I just don't see like what are, what new. How are they gonna bring that like uh, update that to our culture? I don't Fire. Think. Five, five, five. That's one
2: season. Well, I'm I want to. I want to believe. It. I'm it's gonna say
4: let's at least hire day. it.
1: Oh, let let day. a season run. Oh, see if some okay. kids get inspired. You mm-hmm. know, there may yeah. be some kids out there. And no, unless he, unless ABC, <laughs> just unless the way, just the, way the guy's hair looks, like the oh moment, my god, yeah, already,
3: yeah, yeah that trailer,
1: trailer was corny. No, <laughs> no, well, no, I mean, no, <laughs> no party in the front. In the
5: trailer oh, that made him look like a
3: celebrity, front. and he wasn't a celebrity <laughs> yeah. in like the old show, man. He was just a dude do that? Was cool, All right,
6: so
2: is most of us
3: firing that? Yeah, CBS is screwing up again. It took away my good wife, and now like. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, All right.
0: So is this solar-powered, flexible battery, the future of wearables? So basically, there's these little itty-bitty batteries that are solar-powered that can move and change up to 30% of the flexibility. So what they're intending to do is to put it inside of wearables, like inside of shirts, inside of shorts. Inside of gloves, Ooh. so instead of like just only being able to monitor your heart rate, you can actually get get the body temperature and power the wearable with itself.
3: Yeah, that's great. I mean, I mean, if you follow Elon Musk, battery tech is the next giant thing, mm-hmm. and that's what so many, so many people are working on battery tech. I think that I mean. I think. It, yeah, it, I mean, I who knows it. like exactly Aquire. how much it's going to work? But Aquire. I would acquire Aquire. the Aquire. shit out of yeah. yeah, that's that's some that's some Tony Stark's uh, yeah. right. Exactly. Acquire, yeah. right yeah. really. Yeah, the picture is
0: cool because you see the little batteries on the finger and stuff. Yeah,
6: yeah. 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 it's yeah, crazy. You get stuff. like different reads on you know probably certain body parts. Like your arm is failing or you know. It sounds, <laughs> right. It, it sounds pretty. Yeah, dumb. yeah it's, it's real. pretty Yeah, one
1: of these companies is definitely going to pop. Yeah, with the solar energy. And I just wanted to say shout out to our homie Elon. We know we know you can you can't make it to this episode. And uh we know we you're gonna you. come when you can, man. We're gonna keep the guy warm for you, man. Got you. Shout out to the homie Elamas But um it suits yeah, we, on point. we 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 got any more? Yeah, Brandon's gonna take us home, man. He's gonna take
6: us home. So, you something kinda cool. Uh, so um, as everyone probably knows, you know, artificial intelligence is kind of like this next step in just mm-hmm. um, human-computer, human-computer interaction and things like that. But the issue with a lot of um, this, this technology is that the, um, the language parsing is not that great. And for people who, mar- who aren't familiar with, with, the, with what parsing is, uh, to parse something is essentially to take a value and kind of uh, change its value. So if you want to change like a number, like a pure number 8 to the word 8, you would uh, you would parse that, um, and usually that's kind of written within like a certain syntax or a certain language. But what's cool is Google just open sourced its new language parsing model uh, for English called Parsi McParseface. Um, <laughs>
5: oh, uh,
6: I think it's uh, I think it's dedicated How off much? of uh, Bodie McBoatface, which is like a tugboat or like a famous uh, some like English boat they just recently. <laughs> yeah, <made. it's> another- <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll put I'll say the syn- a synopsis of it all. So combining machine learning and search techniques. McParse McParseface is 94% accurate, according to Google. It also leans on SyntaxNet's neural network framework for analyzing the the, lingu, I'm sorry, the linguistic structure of a sentence or statement, which parses the function role of each word in the sentence. So basically, it's just able to, you know, read a sentence accurately and then basically uh, kind of dissect the sentence so that it's like okay this is the verb this is the transitive. so does that mean it's going to make
2: Google Translate better and all the
6: other products that they have like work and read and understand language better yeah yeah, basically but what's really dope is it's open source so that you know all these different companies now have this have this opportunity to really step their game up as far
3: as well when you're talking about AI AI, you're talking about the Turing test too and so it's getting us that much closer to the Turing test Hmm. it's getting us that much closer to how
4: yeah uh, <laughs> what are you doing today? acquire I'm oh yeah, yeah acquire, acquire for sure
3: the
6: fact that it's open source I mean this is huge the yeah. fact that it's and, Google and you can you can <laughs> see right now it has like a, it has a sentence over here Alice drove down the street in her car and you can see how the program is able to break it down so that you know here's the root verb uh all these oh yeah man grammar is hard and english is crazy but yeah he just I, took
2: you out a super duper nerd video. Well, I mean, <laughs> a <programmer and laughs> he's a programmer and developer so like that's you just help. got one like a, a higher fire choir from uh, from that vantage
3: point but with the turing test the way that like people have gotten close is by faking like human emotion mm-hmm. and this can actually if if you can re reverse engineer it so that like it's it's understanding your sentence mm-hmm. structure as a person talking to it that's a little scary that's getting that's a lot we're getting. closer. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah. oh, we're there. Yeah, what you getting, say are You Give
5: acquire?
2: Money? Oh yeah, I would acquire. Yeah, I would definitely. What are we? Was everybody saying? Yes, acquire. I
3: don't know, man. I, I think we're getting a little like Skynet. You can't, you can't stop it. Yeah, might, just, might as well make you some money. Exactly. Yeah. No, no. Like I said,
0: in every um, AI conversation, you got to become their friends. Man, that's a real deal, Holyfield. Man, real deal, Holyfield. Okay, so
2: as
4: we bring, I trust myself with the. <laughs> Have my finger on the pulse <laughs>
2: <laughs> to the close, and we we went we done gone all the way around the world. But that's what happens when you're vibing. We're dealing with like minds, wonderful energies. What would y'all like to leave the good people with, and how they can reach y'all? Check out what your platform is. How can they get in? Touch? Go to the
3: website, Immersive Atlanta, and uh, if you got an idea and you think it's it's uh, it's a good idea for the city, just start it, do it, or call us and we'll help.
2: If they want to be if somebody wants to be interested in being featured, or maybe wants to help write, what, what would they do? That's Mo.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just immersiveflorida dot We got a contact form there, uh, and just just reach out to us. Like there is, we look for anything: writers, videographers, photographers, uh, producers, anyone who has a great idea. Colorists, colors, colorists, yes. colors. <laughs> colorists, colorists up <laughs> yeah. in this piece. Editors, editors, video editors. Absolutely. Wow. That's um, real. Yeah, we're looking for anything and anyone because. You, you got talent or you got vision we got work
2: that's it just on that note got that work you already know you rocking with the live digital good times check digital. us out like, As, yeah, you want to say it one more time is that what you wanna? digital <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to make it weird like that and just like that me. Yeah.